Welcome to the Word Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Domenica Pilo. I'm an author, copy editor, and book coach. Each week on this podcast, I'll share tips, tricks, and treats for all things storytelling. Join the coven and learn how to put your best quill forward and become a magical word crafter. Hello, magical word crafters. As you can see from the title of this episode, today we are talking about characterization. If you listened to last week's episode, I talked to SG Prince about how she creates character-driven novels. And so that was kind of the, the inspiration for today's episode. And also tomorrow, if you listen to The Living tarot podcast by Sheila Masterson. We also talk about characterization on that episode that drops tomorrow if you're listening live. So in the episode with Sheila, I talk about how I use tarot to uh, use as a sort of like guideline to um, make my character arcs to give them a sort of purpose and a personality and to um, make them round, if that makes sense. Um, So within every fiction novel, your main character, your protagonist, needs to have a character arc. So they start off being one way, um, then there's this significant life event that changes them and makes them a better person um, or, you know, better at something. Uh, It makes them a round character because they have this sort of revelation after this life event happens. So with the tarot, it's interesting because each of the major arcana have a sort of description of what the card represents when it when you pull it facing facing you like the the card is facing upright um and when it's reversed it has a completely different meaning um and there are typically things that are you know that you can find in in people's personalities or um you know just different aspects of life which i'll get into a little bit later but Yeah, so that's a really great episode. So if you want to listen to that episode, I'm going to put the link down in the show notes. So what else can we do to help develop our characters? And I like to do this before I even start writing the novel or the story is I have this character worksheet um, and it is word potion number one. Um, And that is in the freebie that I give when you sign up for my newsletter. And basically, it's a characterization worksheet where you're going in and you're kind of like plugging in different um, personality types, um, different different traits, different um, life events that happen to your character that make them who they are and gives them their their um, distinct personalities. 
So I'm going to go over the worksheet a little bit. And if you want the full version, you'll have to sign up for the newsletter because it's kind of lengthy and I don't have time to go over all of it today because I do want to get into using um, the tarot to help you with your, your characterization. But before I get into all of that, I want to give you some definitions and talk a little bit about making a 3D character and what character arcs all and all the things. So according to studiobinder.com, a character arc is the measure of how a character changes over time. The arcs are linear, so as to say they always have a beginning and an end, but they don't have to coincide with the story arcs. For example, a story arc may start at its linear end, but that doesn't mean the character arc begins at its end too. And the types of character arcs are moral ascent, moral descent, and flat. So a moral ascent essentially is exactly what it sounds like. The character morally becomes a better person. The descent is exactly what it sounds like. Character becomes a worse person. And then flat means they have no arc despite all of the changes and things that are happening around them. They kind of stay the same and that's no fun. (laughs) And so Studio Binder gives the example of um, Marty McFly from Back to the Future as being a flat arc character. And I feel like flat arc characters, they work when they are a character in a series, in a comic, um, in some other form of serialized or episodic type of story. So you're with the same character over and over again, um, and, you know, they already are who they are, basically. So think of Sherlock Holmes, James Bond, Howard Ratner, and Uncut Gems, Paddington Bear, and these are all from Studio Binder, just examples. So you can utilize these three types of character arcs to drive the motive in your story. And what I mean by that is when you think about the end of your story, do you want your character to win or lose? And most of the time, it's win. (laughs) There are times where you will have a, a descending character arc. And the examples that Studio Binder give are Henry Hill and Goodfellas, Light Yacht, Light Yagami and Death Note. I've never seen Death Note, but I hear really good things, and I think I need to watch it. Um, And Walter White and Breaking Bad. One of my absolute favorite, all-time favorite TV shows. Walter White is such... uh, It's He's just... He's so great. (laughs) I don't know um, what more I can say about that, but Walter White is amazing, and I don't want to spoil anything for you if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, but it's one of, in my opinion, one of the best examples of a descending character arc. So when it comes to character arcs, I feel like they're important, and they are important because your story needs to have a rise and a fall. 
So the rise, obviously, like you've heard me talk about is the ascending action and all of the things that lead to your main event um, or the climax of the story. And the climax is usually the thing that changes your character over from being either a morally ascendant or morally descendant person in order for the story to have a full circle sort of moment, your character arc needs to be strong in order to create a well-rounded character. Hello, Magical Wordcrafter. Do you have an idea for an episode, a topic you want me to discuss, or do you think you'd be a perfect fit for a guest interview? then email us at hello at wordwitchcc.com and in the subject line, write podcast so I can respond to you quickly. Thanks. Happy crafting. Okay, so now that we all know what a character arc is, let's talk about how to develop a really strong character. So like I was talking to you about before, one of the ways that I like to do that is through the tarot. And to give you an example of how I do this, I will literally, depending on the type of story that I'm writing or the type of character that I want to create, during my development phase of my character, I will take a look at the major arcana. And if you don't know what the major arcana is, is And if you're not really familiar with tarot, the major arcana are the cards that people tend to recognize the most. So the complete list would be the fool, the magician, the high priestess, the empress, the emperor, the hierophant, the lovers, the chariot, strength, the hermit, the wheel of fortune, justice, the hanged man, death, temperance, the devil, the tower, the star, the moon, the sun, judgment, the world, um, and that's it. So those cards um, are what I use in order to develop a really strong character. So the meanings of the cards are different on how you pull them from the deck. So if you pull a card from the deck and it's facing you, it has one meaning. And if it's facing the opposite direction, it has a different meaning, which is called the reverse meaning. And of course, every deck has their own interpretation of those cards and they have their own um, major arcana systems. Some of them don't follow the Rider-Waite-Smith deck that most people are familiar with, which was the original tarot deck. So there's a website I really love to go on um, to help me if I need a little bit of a reminder of what the cards are and what they represent. And that is biddytarot.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's basically um, a catch-all for tarot reading. They have free trainings, free readings, um, a shop, a place that you can go if you are a tarot reader to help grow your business and so on. 
Um, so they have this one page that kind of describes the tarot and each of the cards. So I'm just going to click on one and I'm just going to click on the first one and give you uh, what the website, give you what the website describes this card as. Okay, so I picked the Fool and I love the Fool because um, it's sort of a card that is misrepresented. It's a card that not a lot of people want to get, but I love this card because, as the description says, the fool's keywords when it is upright, meaning facing you, when you pull it from the deck, are beginning, innocence, spontaneity, and free spirit. And I kind of identify with a lot of those traits. I'm somebody who really loves the beginning stages of a project. I love coming up with projects, and I just have this sort of free spirit way of going about um, life because I don't like to take myself too seriously or to take any situation too seriously. And um, I tend to act on spontaneity. (laughs) If I get an idea in my head that I want to do something, I just kind of drop everything else and I do it. So yeah, I, (laughs) I love the fool. But the fool's reverse meaning is holding back, recklessness, and risk-taking, which are negative, I guess, if you want to give the upright and reverse meanings negative and positive. For the fool, the upright would be the positive traits, and the reverse would be the negative traits. So... So the way that I would use these in order to give my character an arc is I would take the reverse meaning and apply it to my character during the first act of the book or the story. And once I reach the climax, they do a complete 180 and then I will apply the upright meaning of the card to my character after that. Um, So, the character arc is also a gradual process, so it doesn't, like, automatically flip them, like, during the climax. Like, you kind of see changes in their personality leading up to it, but that significant event really helps to solidify that new personality type or the upright meaning of the tarot card that I chose for that character. So using tarot is just a really fun way to give yourself an idea of what the character arc will be for your protagonist, um, even your antagonist. You can you can certainly do that um, by using the opposite, by doing the reverse meaning as their um, sort of overall um, overarching personality. So I hope that helps you a little bit with character arcs and using tarot to help you develop your your character's personality and to be a guiding post for how your character is going to progress as a person and have that moment of revelation and clarity that makes them a better, even more rounded character. 
So before I get into my word potion number one character sheet, I'm so excited to tell you guys about an event that I just put up on the Facebook group. And if you're not on my Facebook group yet, the link is in the description below. And so on December 28th, I believe, let me just double check that really quick. Yeah, Tuesday, December 28th at 7 p.m., I'm hosting a one-hour sort of writing mastermind. Um, it's going to be a goal-setting mastermind, so basically a bunch of writers are going to come together and start planning out their year for writing. And we're going to share ideas, we're going to give tips, tricks, treats, you know, things that I love to do. And we're going to talk all things storytelling. And into the new year, we're going to make some resolutions and all that fun stuff. So I really hope that you RSVP to that event. It's right on my Facebook page. All you need to do is click that you are attending and the Zoom link is right there in the description. So I hope to see you there. Okay, so let's get into it. So for my word potion number one, characterization sheet, at the top you're going to write what the novel is that you're working on, the character's name, and the first box is what does your character sound like? Voice, attitude, mannerisms, pitch, tone, etc. So I think one of the biggest pitfalls for most authors is that they don't take the time to think about what does this character actually sound like? And when we think about writing a two-dimensional character, their voice is very flat. It's very like monotone and doesn't really have much emotion behind it. So I think writing these things down, what does their voice sound like? What is their attitude like? Their mannerisms, their pitch, their tone are all things that kind of help to get you into the embodiment of your character. So their their pitch and tone of voice, you know, are they male or female, non-binary? Um, do they have a kind of squealy voice? Do they have a very low, grumbly voice? Um, do they tend to clear their throat a lot? Are they unsure of themselves? Are they overconfident? Um, all of these different things help to have an image for you in your head as you go about writing dialogue and, and writing different um interactions between your character and other characters. So I think it really just helps a whole lot with um, having that image and being consistent throughout the novel, making sure that you're writing the character the way that they should be. Um, and your copy editor um, should definitely pick up on what your character sounds like and will be able to like change it based on if you happen to accidentally make the character do something or say something that is off brand for them 
um, your copy editor should be able to pick that up if you've done a really good job in creating a strong character. So the next thing is, what does your character look like? What's their hair color, skin color, eye color? If you were to cast an actor to play them, who would it be? So I love using actors if I don't really know how I want my character to look. And picturing somebody who doesn't actually exist is kind of hard. Um, so for me, I like to picture, you know, does my main character look like Julia Roberts? Um, Liam Hemsworth. I'm trying to think of, <laughs> of actors off the top of my head. Um, but you get the idea. So having an actor um, kind of stand in for your main character or whatever the character is that you're doing the word potion for um, really, really helps. The next thing on the worksheet is what is their character arc going to be? And if there was a tarot card that fits them, which one would represent them? So we talked about a little bit ago picking a tarot card and having that serve as a guide to creating your character arc. So in the beginning of the novel, does your character lack inner strength? Are they doubtful of themselves? Do they have low energy? Are they really raw in emotion? Um, do things kind of upset them really quickly? Those are all things that the strength card and the major arcana represent when it's reversed. And when it's upright, so after your climax, their personality is going to be one of strength, courage, persuasion, influence, and compassion. Next up on the worksheet is what are their bad habits and what are their good habits? So habits, to me help to serve me when I'm writing as like a way to add on to their personality. So maybe there's somebody who smokes. Okay, it's a really bad habit and I hope you don't do it. So if your character is a smoker, um, it's going to have an influence on their day-to-day -day activities. You know, they're going to have to take smoke breaks. They're going to maybe meet different people because of smoking and people asking for um, cigarettes or a lighter. Um, it's going to have an effect on their lives. And the same is true if they have good habits. Um, so maybe your character is really tidy and organized and their thing is cleanliness that could also add a layer to their personality because they're going to be somebody who maybe gets really upset at any type of mess um, and that sort of thing. So habits, I think, just help to add an additional layer to their personality. So what are things that they love and what are things that they hate? So when we talk about things that we love, um, that could be something as simple as they love their cats. And now we know that they're a cat person and probably love all animals. So we know that they're caring and compassionate um, and 
I mean, who doesn't like an animal lover, right? <laughs> um, what do they hate? So maybe what they hate actually is a reflection of a personal uh, personality trait that they themselves have. So if they hate when people are dismissive, maybe they are recognizing in themselves that they have a tendency to be dismissive, maybe towards certain people or certain situations. Um, so it could be, it could serve as a tool for you in kind of like a symbolic way to add to the story another element of like, this is what the story is about. And then this reflection of their um, personality is being shown through their hate of this sort of thing, which goes hand in hand with what the story is about, if that makes sense. So let me think of an example. So the evil queen in Snow, Snow White, right? She was hateful of Snow White because she was young and beautiful. And her hate, her internal hate was that she was getting older and that she wasn't the most beautiful woman in the land anymore. And so what she tried to do was kill Snow White. So her, her internal hate was reflected through her hate of Snow White because she was the exact thing that she wanted to be. What are things that make your character happy, sad, and angry? Again, I think this is just something that really helps you to understand where your character is coming from, where their reactions to certain situations and certain interactions come into play. Um, are they happy most when they are by themselves? Are they most happy in a crowd? Are they happy when they're performing on a stage? Are they happy when they're swimming in the ocean, etc., etc.? Do they get really down when people um, criticize the way that they do something? Um, do they get really down on themselves when they fail at something? Um, are they someone who watches the news and so they're always angry because of all the shitty stuff that happens in the world. What are their character flaws? Are they moody, short-sighted, narcissistic, etc.? So character flaws I love to use in Act 1 as a really strong way to create a character who has um, a personality and as a rounded character, you never want them to be like too nice or too accommodating, too this or that, too nice. Um, you want them to have flaws because they've got to, they got to feel like a real person. If they don't feel like a real person, your character is going to be unbelievable. And readers really want believable characters. They want to feel like they know this person and that maybe they see a part of themselves in your character. So giving them traits that are unlikable are just as important as giving them traits that are likable. So in the book um, Save the Cat, which I highly recommend, the 
one of the main ways to get your audience invested into the character is by um, having this save the cat moment where they do something that makes your reader like them. And so essentially saving a cat, you know, who's not going to like somebody who saves a cat type of thing. So um, maybe they help somebody with a broken down car or they help um, like actually save a human being because they do CPR on them or whatever it is to get your reader to actually like the character and to invest in them um, so that they want to, you know, keep reading about them. And then the worksheet has some basic type of information like um, what do they do for a living? So that's a really big part of your character's life and knowing what they do for a living will also help to drive the character's motivation um, and give the character more of a fleshed out kind of background. You know, you don't want them to seem like they're in La La Land somewhere and don't really have any responsibilities or anything like that. What does your character long for or dream about? I think this is a really important question because especially in like romance, for example, a character who longs for intimacy and love and affection is probably going to fall in love with pretty much anyone and, and be a lot more open to finding a new partner. Whereas somebody who longs for being at the very top of the company and is very uh, career-driven is not going to be as open to a, a relationship and to love. So it's really important to nail down what their, what their desires are in life and what they dream about. Okay, so that is all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, please, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review so other word crafters like yourself can find me and receive all these benefits of talking through storytelling with me. As always, everything that I talked about today will be in the show notes, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye! Thank you for listening. You can find more from me on my website, wordwitchconsulting.com, or on Facebook and Instagram at wordwitchcc, where you can book a free discovery call with me. Happy writing!